Hello and welcome to the podcast, the final one of the week. And we managed to make one every single day this week, just to show you behind the showbiz curtain somewhat. It was harder to make the podcast when I went back on to doing these shows. I was copying all the audio off of a logger. No one knows what that is. And then having to sit there and trim it down. These days, I've got this laptop thing and a big lead that I plug into those headphones, and now I can make the podcast as we roll. That's why they get released straight after, I would say, after the show. Two days this week, we've done them before the show's ended. Because you know that moment when you have faith in the knowledge that you will not do anything worthy of recording for the last two or three links of a radio show? That feeling, that's what I get quite a lot. And I'm using it. So the point is, these podcasts, um, there's been one every day this week, download them all. Have a listen. For the one that you've got now, let's see if you uh, can get stuck into these apples. Enjoy. Going to do this later, go through the papers and whatnot, but I'm so excited about this one. It's not often that there's a joke that I remember from being, like, 10-year-old me. My dad bought me loads of joke books, and it probably helped. Uh, it helped a little bit. And whenever these days I get to see an actual news story where I don't have to think of a punchline, because I just remember one from when I was eight. Now, the downside of that is you're about to hear a joke that befits an eight-year-old, but would you really notice the difference? So, in the papers today, there's a farmer. I'm going to fold it so I can read it properly for you. There's a joke at the end of this. A farmer is flogging Britain's biggest collection of tractors. Do you know the joke already? About the bloke... In, the original version was like a bloke in a bar. Like a farmer goes into a bar and there's lots of smoke around. But anyway. Dad of four, Philip Warren, 77, decided to finally part with his beloved 83 vintage Ford uh, while recovering from a heart attack in hospital. Oh, well, I hope you're glad he's recovering. Um, he's been collecting since 1989. He said... Hang on, where's he from? Where's he from? From Devon. There we are. He said, Right, you I wouldn't... It wouldn't be fair to leave it to my doors should the worst happen. I said, I'm going to have to go to the sale and get rid of it uh, when I get out of hospital. And they said, of course you are, Dad. So, something like that. This bloke loved tractors. He was a big... He enjoyed tractors. Put it that way. He was an aficionado of the tractor and now he's having to get rid of his tractors no more will he have tractors which makes me think should there be a bar somewhere that is full of smoke they should give 77 year old philip warren a call why is that steve it's because he's an ex-tractor fan yeah hello there steve uh, just a quick call just to say i very much enjoyed your um uh, your Devon impression, but yeah. it really, uh, it really reminded me of Ernie, the fastest milkman in the West. I really thought you was going to break out into, you know, a woman's needs are manifold at any minute. It was, it really tickled me. I must admit, I just thought I should phone and share that with oh, you. Oh, thank you. I think, yeah, I was, I was channeling Pam Ayres, and I'm not even sure where she's from, <laughs> but that's what I was going for. Quality, mate. Quality show. Glad you're back. Um, we got uh, an email on air at time1075.net from Jane that says, Hi Steve, extractor fan, I like it, and there's a thumbs up thing. And that's nice to receive to receive a, a positive comment about a joke. Obviously, it would be nice if maybe it was ones that I'd written rather than remembered from when I was eight, but I'm not going to be picky. I'm going to take the praise wherever I find it, because it's not often that you do. Um, but there we go. So big up, big up Philip Warren. And uh, yes... It's been more about his ill health that's made him sell his collection. However, I think that the real take-home message is that it let me do a joke that I remembered. I think, what's the, I think you're right. It is, all, it is all about me. 
In the papers today, Geronimo, the alpaca, is the world's most famous alpaca, according to the owner. Yeah, that list really drops off after, like, number one, though, don't it? Who's the second most famous alpaca? It's just some bloke called Al who's on his way on holiday. So, anyway, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to get some of your songs on, for example... Afternoon, Steve, says Jane. Hope you're well today. Doing all right, thanks. Just doing a bit of weeding out on the drive this afternoon. Pesky weeds have gotten between the bricks. Uh, not my favourite job, but you do, I do like it to look neat and tidy. Would it be possible to request some Deacon Blue? Yes, but before we move too much further on, I learnt a thing about that recently, and I like telling this story because I get to use the word substrate. It's not often that you're going to... So, it's not true that the weeds grow up through the, the gaps. I didn't know this. I always thought it was like, oh, it grows up through... If you don't put some sort of sheeting down there, then they put the sand down to level it off, they put the bricks on, and the weeds grow up. No, they don't. What it is, is that the sand that uh, lives between the bricks is a perfect substrate ting, for things to grow. And then what happens is a bird will eat a seed because, you know, they're vegans or something, I don't know. And then they've just been down Holland and Barrett. And then they've got the seeds in their system. They do a poo. And it's still got a seed in it. And if that lands in the bit that's got the, the sand, perfect substrate. Ting! Twice I've used it. And then that's why it grows. So I didn't really... I thought all these weeds were growing up from underneath. They're not. They're growing from the top down where they seed and come up again. Does that information help you on the drive at all? Doesn't, doesn't it? Not at all. Come on, come on, come on. Time 107.5. Deacon Blue for Jane. Twist and shout it played because I like this song. I promised myself that we'd already get around to speaking to Larry before half four today, so I've not done that. Before five? We'll try and do it before five. But Jane was saying she's been trying to get the weeds up from the drive because she's got weeds on the drive. And you know, no one likes having a, a weedy drive, do they? And therefore, she's been out there trying to, trying to do some of the hard work. And I was saying I'd learned a thing about the fact that the substrate is the sand in there and the little seeds get in and they grow. Uh, Jane gets back in touch and says, hi, Steve. Ah, interesting. Not often do we get a message that says that about this show. It's funny, I actually bought some special sand last year and put between the bricks, which had weed killer in it, supposedly. Looks like I was conned. They saw you coming. Selling sand to the people in newcastle or whatever the phrase is um so thank you on that one though good luck trying to get all the weeding done although hang on wait a minute the phones are going steve from me hello hello steve what's your problem with your weeds oh god the problem with my weeds no it's jane she's been uh, weeding the drive what weeding ah oh, i might have a answer yeah so uh, i'm not being funny uh, i might too have a toilet installed what I do is I'll pee in a bucket, throw it out the window on the drive, mm-hmm. right? And I'll put bleach, and there's no weeds on the cars at the moment. You've got no cats, animals, or foxes. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's weeds growing. So you reckon that kills off the weeds as well, does it? Because the acid. The acid. Ah, right. I mean, so on the plus side, on the plus side, it means no cats, no dogs, no weeds. But on the on the downside, your your front garden smells like a toilet. And I don't know which I'd rather have. No, no, Some no, weeds. no. Side garden's like a toilet. Oh, your side garden smells like a toilet. Okay, yeah, I apologise. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
keeping you across all of the news stories that you might not have heard. I do think this happens a lot, right? In the news, you hear the important ones. But there's loads of other news stories that aren't important, and everyone else who's good at things ignores them. So I come along and make sure that we don't ignore the, uh, the pointless news, like this one from the papers today. A four-legged whale which swam in oceans 43 million years ago, 43 million years ago, has been discovered in the desert. I'm not an expert, but I think I know why it died. No, because don't be in a desert if you're a whale. They were stupid back then, weren't they? Jane is trying to sort out the weeds on a drive. She's been pulling up the weeds from the drive. That's one way to do it. Like manual, analogue, one, one at a time. Steve from Upney says, just do a wee in a bucket. And already I might be out. At that, You know, if you were selling me a plan, that would be where I'd be like, I'm done, I'm out. But he says, you do a wee in a bucket, you throw it over your drive. And then you put some bleach down, of course. The, and it feels like you could probably short-circuit that and just put the bleach down, but, but apparently that would sort out your weeds. Let's open the phones. 01708 741075. It couldn't get any worse, could it? To the phones. Hello. Oh, hi. It's Anne from the Cherry Tree. Hello. Hello. I don't want to lower the tone. I don't think it's possible mine. to lower the tone on this show. <laughs> you don't know yet. Go on um, A friend of mine was saying to get rid of green fly off your roses. Yeah. A bucket of pee over them. Well, I mean, I, I understand how that would work. If I were a green fly, I'd leave that garden. <laughs> <laughs> but then you, you roses. What's that? Would a rose? Oh, damn it! I don't know. <laughs> would a rose smell as sweet by any other name? I mean, maybe, but not if someone's done a bucket of wee wee all over it. I don't know. I don't know. But apparently, it does work. So she says I'm not going to try it. So. But you can, and you can let me know. Oh, okay. Well, I'll do it in a bucket first. I'm not going to go directly onto the rose because they well, got you know, they got thorns, haven't they? Well, if you want to live on the wild side, that's totally up to you. Final word on this then goes to Rochelle, who gets in touch and says, "Steve, I'm no expert, but I know that no one wants an overgrown entrance as it's not very welcoming. My only advice is regular pruning and attention to detail to combat pesky areas and cut it all back." And the weird thing is, we are technically talking about not wanting something that smells like we as well. So, we've gone off the rails, but that's the way it goes. On the way in the next hour, um, hopefully, we'll talk more about Tom Cruise. With He's lost thousands of pounds worth of luggage after thieves stole the bodyguard's BMW. Imagine that, someone stole Tom, thousands of pounds worth of Tom Cruise's luggage. It means there are going to be some really well-dressed pre-teens out there. Hey, Stevie. Larry, last one of the week. Right, what you got for us? This one is about a comedian. Do you know what a comedian is? That is probably the most hurtful thing you've ever said to me, actually. Yes, I do. It's what I do for a living. Oh, I mean a comedian who's on TV. I'm on next week. Late Night Mash next Thursday on Dave. I mean real TV. Well, that's fair enough. No, I'll let you have that. Bob Mortimer is in the news. Oh, I like him. He said he used to have 16 sugars in his tea. 16? Struth! Did he have it with a splash of milk or insulin? He said he's always had a sweet tooth. I'm shocked he had any teeth. 16? He also said that if he ever put 17 in, he could tell that it was too sweet. Yes, because 17 is too many. Good point. Well, I mean, did the spoon stand up in it? It must have been like sludge. 
it would be so dense that things would float on it. Is that why it's called Bob? How many sugars do you have in your tea, Steve? Um, I actually don't have sugar because I'm sweet enough. Oh, dear. Do you use the same logic and turn down eating rump steak? Why is that? Because you're already a big enough ass. Well, that leaves a sour taste in the mouth. Well, you should try Bob's tea. Yes, listen, um, thanks for the update. We'll speak next week. Okay, toodles. In the papers today, unpleasant people are more likely to believe in conspiracy theories, according to a US study. Oh, is this in the journal of the beep obvious? Apparently, so this psychologist from Oregon, um, they probably pronounce it oregano, Oregon University said most people think conspiracy theorists are crackpots. Well, <laughs> uh, there's more going on. His research found that those who believe in conspiracy theories are more likely to be vain, cruel, manipulative, or callous. Oh, congratulations. Well, that's what they want you to think, actually, Steve. That's big university money, actually. I'm not at all surprised. We all must have had an interaction with someone who's a little bit conspiracy. So one of the things I do, I do like comedy videos with a mate and I put them on TikTok. And one of them, I did some jokes about being vaccinated. And, you know, have it, don't have it, it's up to you. But the, the way in which some people respond, someone sent me a message when I did this joke about being, it was, I think I did it on the show, double vaccinated, it means I can hug people, it means I can go out, it means I can move things with a power in my mind. And then you see this thing move into shot. And I go, oh no, sorry, it's my hand. And it's like, hey, clearly I move it with my hand and move my hand to shot. I always get confused between those two. Someone replied to it. I mean, it's a silly joke. Someone replied to a silly joke going, well, you've been poisoned. <laughs> so it's really handy to have spent three years of my life at university doing science because then I know the difference. It's quite handy to, to base your, your actual knowledge of vaccines on like doing a science degree rather than Facebook. But, you know, you know each their own. But even if I... This is what I don't understand. Even if I had... Imagine it wasn't a vaccine. Imagine I'd picked up a bottle that had a skull and crossbones on it. And it had the word poison written on it. And I took a sip of it. What kind of terrible bedside manner means you go, You've been poisoned. Oh, at least be nice. Street. If you believe what you're saying, what are you going to be like that about? And it turns out, because the University of Oregano says, It's because you're not very nice. So. So this weekend, actually, tonight I'm gigging in Leicester Square. Tomorrow it's um, Covent Garden, I think. I say that not because I expect anyone to go along. It's just more proof that I still get work. You know, it's nice just to be able to make it sound like I do. Um, and then next week, Bank Holiday, not here on Bank Holiday. Tuesday, we'll do this all over again. Wednesday, off filming that Late Night Mash thing. First one of the new series and the new station. Ooh, nervous. The great thing about being this nervous before filming on TV is that level of the nerves, if anything, helps me get down to the weight that will fit that suit. So, I mean, that's a mental image you didn't need. It's one of the things you could complain about, but it's too late now because we've got the complaints through. Let's do it. It's time for complaining time. If you find the time, complain the time. Once a week, we like to look at the things you're complaining about. I've been collating these through uh, various media. Through the week, let's start with Sarah, who says, I'd like to complain about Dominic Raab, who said that he didn't go swimming on holiday because the sea was closed. Has he not heard of tides? Let me guess. He went back six hours later and it was ready for him again. Maybe, I don't know. 
Liz says, I'd like to complain about people who say, mustn't grumble when you ask how they are. They're right. They really mustn't grumble because they don't know how good they've got it. They live in a safe country. They've got all mod cons and they don't have to listen to people like themselves. I added to the anger. That's how I imagine it was typed. Um, Paul says, hi, Steve. I'd like to complain about electric cars. They don't make a car sound. We've let a deadly vehicle like a car gain ninja skills. We will rue the day. It's good for the planet, though, isn't it? Martin says, I'd like to complain about pigeons. They defecate on statues. And yet, if I do it, I get community service again. And Stu says, I'd like to complain about women who wear those big fluffy slippers out of the house. You may think you look nice, but you remind me of a 1970s housewife who's had to leave a burning building. If you'd like to complain about something, you can email on air at time1075.net. It's time for complaining time. If you find the time, complain the time. There's a couple that I picked out of the papers that I think we're just going to have to throw them away. No time to discuss how concerns over the environment have doubled between July and August, according to a piece of research. Amid warnings from top scientists and extreme weather, 32% of people say they're worried about climate change. And part of that is because we were promised a heatwave, and if this is a heatwave, it's very cold, and that is a change that I was not ready for. It also, I suppose you could say, means that the Extinction Rebellion people... They've raised their profile of the story. We were talking about this in the office. I don't know if you saw the video of some of them doing that weird dancey thing around a, a, a floret of broccoli. And I was watching that and I, th- I was thinking, look, there are two camps, I guess. There are people who really think that the climate crisis is a, a great concern and we should do everything we can. And there are people who deny that. And I don't think it matters which side of the debate you're on. Everyone hates drama students. No, you, you see someone doing a dance routine with a bit of broccoli and you're like, oh, what's that? Climate change is going to end all humanity. Well, it'll take that with it as well, won't it? So we can't, can't really discuss that. The other story that we won't get to do, the story of a farmhand who's proposed to his girlfriend by spray painting the proposal on the side of a sheep. I don't know what phone-in we would have done about that. What, have you ever written on a sheep? No. And do you know what? I think it's a terrible idea. Everyone's saying it's all romantic and everything. I don't even care about this couple. You know who I feel sorry for? The innocent couple who were going for a pleasant ramble. And yeah, they'd been together for a while and he hadn't proposed and they're having a nice weekend of it. And the next thing, this innocent nothing to do with it at all couple walks into a field. She goes, oh my God, Jason. And he's like, what's, what's happened? Oh, how did you do that? And he's like, what's, what, what do you mean? Turns around and sees that sheep. You little... Oh, I should have said, you little. That would have been a better pun. And that's it. You've reached the end of the end of the end. The final one of the week, the final part of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Hopefully it passed some of your time in a better than negative way. That's all we aim for, really. Follow on social media, at Mr. Stephen Allen. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll be back next week, maybe. You never know. Till then, bye.